1: Thank you.
0: Patricia Marie Small went missing near Liberty, Texas on May 11, 2002. The circumstances surrounding her disappearance are murky, but likely she was last seen around the 2400 block of Beaumont Avenue. It's unclear whether she was abducted or left on her own volition. Patricia was 18 at the time. She's a white female who is approximately 5'6 and weighs around 110 pounds. She has sandy blonde hair and blue eyes. She has a mole on the right side of her head and a heart tattoo on her right ankle with a ribbon above it that reads, Jennifer Friends Forever. While prepping for this interview, I came across the Missing Texas 40 Facebook page, which I'd never heard of before. I learned about a cluster of more than 40 people who have gone missing outside of Houston, Texas, primarily in and around Liberty and Montgomery counties. There doesn't seem to be a clear, specific reason why these people go missing, but I've been told some theories including human trafficking and criminal activity may have something to do with it. If you're listening and know someone who's gone missing in these areas and want to share their story, please reach out to me through the Missing and Unexplained Facebook page. In Patricia's case, if you know anything about her disappearance, please get in touch with the Liberty Police Department at 936-336-5666 and reference case number two. 02- 2463. Again, that's case number 022463. Please also check out the Facebook page. Help find missing person Patricia Marie Small. For this episode, I spoke to Patricia's younger sister, Barbara, about her disappearance. Here's my interview with her. I like to start kind of easier in terms of, you know, I I don't know Patricia. I never got to meet her. Um, So I'm hoping you can tell me about her. You know, what, what is her personality like? What are her interests or hobbies? That sort of thing. What you can, what you can remember.
2: Uh, I remember before everything went south, I want to start there, before we, uh, moved out, um, Patricia was, uh, always fun, loving, uh goofy, um, you know, if you ever had a problem, she would make you laugh no matter what, um, she loved sports, she played softball, volleyball, uh, she was amazing, and, um, she focused hard in school. Um, she was accepted to Rochester, New York. We were so excited when that came in the mail. Um, she was uh, a person that lit up the room. Like, she had the most beautiful smile. And even if she was going through something, she would put it to the side to take care of you. Um, she was this beautiful inside and out. The best protective big sister, um, and friends anyone could ask for.
0: That's what I was going to ask next, kind of just as a follow-up. Um, you were the younger sister. How many years are between you two, and what was that dynamic like growing up?
2: Um, I'm almost four years apart. Uh, well, three and a half years apart. Um, but the older sisters are a little bit older, so they kind of moved out um, at the end before you know I took off. So it was mainly me and Patricia. Laura moved and stayed with the family down the road. Um, so she she, you know, was avoided to all that went on in the household and you know, she had a better life and you know, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little jealous. You know, she she had a great life. Um, so it was, it was just me and Patricia and me and Patricia like had the special bond. Even though she was a daddy's girl, I was a mama's girl. Um, we were inseparable. We even talked about before I ran away from home. We had even somehow it came up, and first was like, "No matter what, if we ever lose each other or one of us go missing, like we'll find each other, and I was like, "Yes, of course, you know, never thinking four years later it would happen, or three years later it would happen before
0: we we get into her disappearance. I think one of the important things to talk about is always what people looked like uh when they went missing. I mean, um just uh-huh. so people can have an idea of what, what to look out for as well. Um, can you describe your sister's physical appearance? You know, what, what stands out about her and then um, you know, maybe if you want to end on talking about what you remember her wearing or looking like the day she the day she did go missing or the or the, the day before. Um, I don't know
2: what she was wearing, unfortunately. Um, but Patricia she's 5'8", very skinny. I think she weighed around 110 to 120 at the most. Um, She has uh, what we call dirty blonde hair. It's brown and blonde highlights naturally with a little bit of a red tint. And uh, it's very thick, very thick hair. Mile is unique. Um, She hated it growing up because she said it looked like she had vampire teeth. But on the side, uh, on both sides, the teeth, out. I think it was the third one stuck out on both sides. And um, so that's something that, you know, is very noticeable. Um, she had a mole on the right side of her head, a little above her eyebrow on the right side. Um, she has a scar on her knee um, that kind of looks like an F. Um, she got that from a fall when we were skating. And then she has a tattoo on her inner thigh with a ribbon that says, a wavy uh, ribbon that says, Jennifer, best friend forever.
0: One of the things about this case that kind of drew me in was how little details there are publicly. I mean, obviously you have a lot on your, on the actual Facebook page. It wasn't until I got to your Facebook page about your sister that I started to understand, you know, a little bit of details surrounding her disappearance. Can you tell me, I know it's a, it's a big question and it's a little vague, but can you tell me, you know, what you remember about the circumstances surrounding her disappearance? I mean, maybe we don't have to go into what we think happened to her yet, but like, can you just remember when you found out and what your reaction was and what the family's reaction was? Um, okay. The last time I seen
2: Patricia, we had been separated by CPS, um, and my aunt came and picked us up. Um, and so my mom got there and Patricia came by, it was maybe like a a, a few days later, maybe a week, I can't actually remember, but he came there and he was like, Barbie, I need you to come with me. Like, I, I can't do this by myself. And I'm like, if I leave, they're going to call CPS and I'll never see you again. And that was the last time that I seen Patricia. Um, She was with a girl named Crystal Taylor, which uh, coincidentally is the detective's last name too, but I'll get into that later. Um, She was uh, living in Liberty, Texas, and um, we don't know exactly what happened, only have theories, but the circumstances was she was alone. I found out that the detective would go to where she was staying and kind of stake it out because she wanted the people to know that are saying that she was talking to the police, which is dangerous. Uh, she said, I did that.
0: One thing I wanted to follow up and you, you know, if you don't want to talk about this part, that's totally understandable, but I wonder if it's important, but it sounds like, was there a lot of like? Was there a lot of turmoil in your life at the time with with your family? Like it? It sounds like maybe I don't know. It just yeah. sounds like maybe you two were thinking of running away. Like what was? Was there a lot of talk about we that?
2: We did. I, I actually we had been. I ran away at the age of twelve. Um, not because of my mom, but because of my dad. Um, he was very abusive. He hated women. I'm sorry. He touched me, and whenever I tried to speak about it, the abuse that was, so I left. And uh, Patricia knew I wasn't going to stay, so that's why he ended up on the street. It wasn't because he was a bad person. He just wanted to protect me. And um, we had uh, been out of the house for a, almost three years, my mom tried so hard to get us back. Um, and even though it wasn't her, I was still angry at the world. Because before he touched me, I had just lost my need to write. And he knew that. So I had to get away. There was no staying home. Um, so Mr. 50 came with me. And, you know, life was good for a little while. We thought, you know, we were, Having fun, you know, we had good people around us at times, um, that looked after us, that gave us places to stay, would feed us. Um, uh, Red gave the person a job at a bar when she was 17 and, uh, to help her out so she could make money. Um, we did pretty good back then and, you know, everything was going good. Um, I would say right before her disappearance, um, my sister Laura wanted to come live with us. I was against it. Like I said, I was a little bit jealous, so I'm not gonna lie, because of her lifestyle. And um Patricia said, No, if she needs us, we gotta be there for her. And so Laura came and lived with us. And uh because now it was three people, it was hard to stay at someone's house. And so we ended up moving into a motel. And that's when everything went sour. Um, uh, I had gotten into a relationship with a guy. Um, and I had found out that because he thought I was cheating on him, um, he took the Krista and did some horrible things to her and then took me to the same place with her in the car and did the same things with me. I didn't find that out until one day when he heard me on the phone. He was outside listening um, and heard me on the phone. Came in and attacked me um, almost at the toilet. Um, and everybody's like, get out. My sister Laura was like, get out. But the Patricia was obviously quiet. And I didn't know why until after he left the room. Patricia told me what he did. And she said she was just scared to tell me because she thought I wouldn't believe her. And I told her, but sister, you're my sister. I will always believe you. And I didn't talk to him from that day forth. So it was a lot of pain, um, right before she went nothing. And, uh, yes, um, we did, you know, smoke marijuana, um, and, uh, she uh, smoked PCP. Um, it was a thing in Liberty County, still is. Um, it was a way for her to deal with the pain. And I tried it too. You know, she wasn't addicted to it, but she tried it. And uh, Patricia was just hurt. Everything was falling apart that she had worked so hard to protect. And we were being like, uh, harassed basically by that guy. And, uh, it, it, it was horrible at it. Um, uh, about a few weeks later, the person was caught with a PCP in her pocket. The cop didn't know what it was, let her go. And, uh, the next day, they showed up to where we were staying at the motel room. And that's when, um, Detective Taylor, she was with the, uh, drug force team at the time. The drug force team, CPS, everybody came, um, search uh, us. I had weed on me, um, uh, excuse me, um, and, um, they called my aunt, and made us leave with her and Patricia had to say my aunt would not take her. As a matter of fact when Patricia came that day in the truck with Crystal asking me to go with her, my aunt would not let her out of the car screaming and like screaming and hollering at her saying you're a drug addict you're no good, don't step out on my property um, I was in disbelief like, how can y'all treat her like this? What is going on? Um, I told Patricia to meet me at the park, I mean, at the store later on that night, but it never happened because that was the only way I would be able to be with her. But uh, we were separated, and it's like... uh her life was made to be a living hell, excuse my language. But um to find out uh that after Patricia got out of jail, I didn't even know that. But I was told um by Annie that Detective Taylor said that she would go, you know, in front of the hotel and, you know, kind of stake her out like I told you earlier. Um but I really feel um Like, see, everybody knew she was alone, and that's why she went missing. Um, I am all art. think Donnie had something to do with it, my ex, but I can't prove it, and, uh, we tried to get an interview with him, and it was denied, and he has since died from cancer, um, but, uh... It, it it was pretty bad at the end. But Patricia is not how the detective made her out to be or how my aunt made her out to be. Yes, she messed up. We all messed up. But that does not make a person. He was not like everyday drug user or anything. It was a way to cope from time to time. He was still that beautiful, caring person and now is lost in the world because no one wanted to help her. Um after we had gotten taken by CPS, I found this out years later because they said they did not want to tell me <clears throat> because they did not want to hurt my feelings or you know, um but he was seen in a dit naked and and Crosby, and someone called the ambulance and brought her to Houston Methodist Hospital in Baytown, Texas. And I guess they contacted my dad, and him and Laura went. And instead of finding out what happened to Patricia, they had to call security to separate my dad and Laura from Patricia, because they were trying to attack her. And I just don't know where all of this hatred came from because she wasn't a bad person. She was a daddy's girl. Even though she knew what happened, it hurt her. Because she was a daddy's girl. So for him to treat her like that and hear that, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, why did everybody turn on her? She did nothing wrong. She was a protector. She was sweet and loving. So at the end
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: And I really wish
0: I would have worked with her that day. I regret it terribly. And I guess the last thing we know is that she was in she got released from the jail for, you know, the drugs or whatever, the, the crap that the police pulled. Mm -hmm. And then that's the last time after her release. That's the last time anyone sees her.
2: That's the last time. Um, Elaine told crystal that, uh, detective Elaine Taylor told crystal. She was the last person to see her. Um, because she was, you know, watching her and, uh, It was like the person that's banished. But Detective Taylor says, but she doesn't know about us and all this and that. When she was there when we were separated. But yeah, that was the last time she was seen. Um, It's like she just disappeared. Like everybody else that goes missing in Liberty. um, It's like she just banished. No clues. Um, We were going to go get her stuff. And uh, Crystal somehow got it and said, hey, I got the Christmas thing. So we were going to go get it. And she ended up throwing all her stuff away before we got there. Um, So we have none of her stuff, none of her clothing, nothing like that.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like to me, based on what you just told me, there's only really two options. Like either she ran away because of everything that was happening in her life, which like who could, you know, who could blame her, I guess. I mean, that's a lot to take on as a 17 year old. And then, like you said, like with some of the men in her life and your life as well, like, it seems like maybe they were very volatile and they could have done something to her. So like, like over the years, like, do you think she ran away? Do you think there was foul play? Like, what do you end up thinking about most of the time when you think about what might've happened?
2: Um, Honestly, I have to keep it in my head that she's still alive, um, because I can never give up. But I also know Patricia wouldn't go that long, this long without contacting me. Um, her postal has never been used. She hasn't been to a hospital. Um, I, I believe Donnie had something to do with it. Um, especially, uh. With Crystal, who was dating him at the time, made a comment that he had seen her at Red's and she was glowing and her hair looked, you know, great and all this and that. Like, for him to make a comment like that makes me feel like he was saying like she was an angel. Um, And it's not for him to, to say anything nice like that either, so... I believe in my heart he has something to do with it. I do believe Crystal knows more than that statement. But she could be scared and now she thinks maybe she waited too long and she can get in trouble. But there are ways to, to get information anonymously. If she is out there, all I want to do is bring her home. She does not deserve to be out there
0: we deserve closer and he deserves you alluded to something just a little previous um and i wanted to go back to it you said that people tend to just vanish in liberty and then you sent me a link while we were going back and forth about um the missing texas 40 which i had i had not heard of and i've actually covered a couple cases in texas and and no one's brought it to my attention yet but it seems like that area of texas i mean i guess i got two questions for you. Like what is Liberty like in terms of, you know, if someone hasn't been there and um, what's the missing Mm -hmm. Texas 40. Oh,
2: Liberty, Texas. If you're not from there, um, you have good and bad parts. um, But uh, the people there that are bad are very bad. They're very dangerous. Um, They are not to be messed with. They, uh, how do I say this? It's, it's corrupt. All the people are corrupt. Um, if they think that you know something or did something, they're going to let you know. I'm going to tell you a little story about something that happened to me after sister went missing over a little bit of weed, um, which I did not take. I was kidnapped. They came to my place, and I, I felt the oddness, but I went anyway. And I was put in the middle in the back seat, and both guys got in and they brought me down the road to this guy's house. And uh, one guy got out and the main guy got in and told the other guy, stay right there. So I couldn't get out the other side. And he was like, You came, sold for me. He's seen it and this and that. And I'm like, What are you talking about? Like, that girl's one, You know me. Anyways, he ended up believing me and letting me go. I don't know what happened to that girl because I took off through the woods and I got out of there as quick as I could. Someone seen me knew something was wrong, picked me up and brought me home. These people are very serious there's a lot of drugs around there there's a a lot of bad things that uh happen in Liberty county so it's not it's not safe if you know somebody you know at family you're okay but if you're just passing through you stay the night you know there's there's a chance things could happen um but they secret it secret it's like a secret you have to know it because liberty aims all of that is connected um um yeah it's not safe at all and the missing texas 40 that's why um when they found out about it it was uh, through a guy. His brother's missing too. We're uh, friends on Facebook and he'll message me when something is found or, you know, they found a body or something like that. He'll let me know. Um, but his brother, there, uh, Larry um, Kenner came up missing. And so he contacted a lady and that's how the Missing Texas 40 came about, they started researching, and like, wait a minute, this don't seem right. There's too many missing and unidentified people in these two towns. And they did research and was like, there's 270, I think, 76 counties in uh, Texas. And that would make, I think, two people for each county. But, Something's not right here. And that's how it came about. And a lot of people still don't know about the Miss Texas 40. And I try to promote it and get it out there. there. Um, because I think it's important to see how many people just vanished and nobody's found. Are they really looking for our families? I know they didn't look for Patricia. Um, but it seems like a lot of corruption. Um and like they want to hide everything, like they don't want nothing on there. And actually, you have to go to a certain page. I can't think of it to actually put the person who is missing on there, or will not show up online. Um, I didn't know that until uh, the missing Texas Forty page made an announcement. You know about that, so. so. Um
0: it sounds like like corruption and that sort of thing is pretty rampant in that part of Texas. Like, was that your feeling dealing with the police as well? Like you kind of alluded to it just there that, you know, they didn't really try to look for Patricia. Like what was your interaction like with the detective afterwards? Oh my gosh,
2: Horrible. Horrible. Um, I don't think my mom or any of us have ever been talked like, and I will tell you this too. And I'll go back um, to what I was going to say. We were warned to get out of Liberty Texas by the police. They said, get out of our town. They did. uh, They wanted us out of there, but I'm sorry. What did you say?
0: No, I was just asking, like, what was your, what was it like, you know, dealing with the police after Patricia went missing? Like, it sounds like they didn't really do a good uh, job.
2: Very, very horrible. Um, They said she's nothing but a drug head. She'll come up. Um, You know, basically, you know, they called her trash and everything like that. And even to this day, I, I mean she went through uh, two detectives, and that's when we said that's it, my mom and I we're gonna do our own investigation. She you know would go do her things. Um, but even with the detective now, uh, detective Taylor, anybody that she meets will tell you that she didn't know about us until eight years after she had the the trick tape which is a lie because she was there the day that we got separated. Um, Anytime I call her with a lead, she gets very angry and upset. Um, One instance not too long ago, um, I called the sheriff's office and talked to them. I was trying to figure out some information about why there's a warrant and no driver's license.
0: Um one
2: second. It
0: was for no driver's license. Oh my goodbye. No, it's okay. Take your time.
2: Okay. No driver's license, no liability insurance, public uh intoxication, unlawfully carrying a weapon, uh, no liability insurance again. Um so I, I'm trying to figure out whose car she was in. It may have that information, but they said that they don't. Anytime someone gets pulled over and they're driving the license plate, the color, the make, the model, everything's put in the system. But all of that is missing. So I called her and she got upset that the sheriff's office um, had even talked to me and tried to help me. Ellen said that she was wanting to know who it was. She's going to call them. That's impeding on her case, um, which I just think is odd because I'm just trying to follow up and see what information I can get. Um, anytime there is uh, a lead and I call her and say, hey, you know, there's a person over here that has gone missing or someone seen something or heard something. We need to go check it out. She will office like you can't go there that's private property you have to wait until I get an order from a judge to go like it's, it's frustrating because she says that she cares but time I, I have anything she sets like sets me completely down and it's frustrating it's frustrating
0: well, yeah. And you're being so um, tenacious and, and persevering through all of this, which, you know, it's your sister. Like, I, I totally understand the drive and you would think that the police would, would want to help you. Mm-hmm. What, like, this has obviously had a huge impact on you. Like, you know, how does it impact your day to day? And what keeps you going and trying to find Patricia? Like, what keeps you going every day? I try to be strong
2: um, because I do have a kid. Um, He knows her like the back of his hand, even though he's never met her. But uh, he reminds me a lot of her, the way he wears his socks, um, his intelligence, his smile. He has the same teeth um, as does. Um, but day-to-day, it's hard. Um, some days are worse than others. Um, I've developed PTSD because I always go back to that day that I last seen her. Um, depressed and anxiety. I'm very protective over my son. Um, I don't let him go like regular parents let them go um, to sleep over stuff like that um, because he's all I got. It, it has truly really mentally destroyed me. Honestly. Um, but I'm trying, you know, I talked to my counselor and stuff, um, to try to help me through it. And it helped from time to time. But I do know, um, I missed out a few times in, you know, my son's life because I'm 15 these leaves, I have to take them by myself because I don't have the detective's help. they um, will just tell me, well, if you hear anything, let me know. Um, I spent night looking um, in dangerous places. I've had guns pulled out on me. Um, it, it It's horrible. It's one thing to know where someone is, but to not know is the hardest thing ever.
0: You said, you know, the police aren't being much of a help, but people listening, how can they help you? Like people who are listening to this right now or, or, or on the Facebook group, you know, I guess what, what can they do to help you in your search for your sister?
2: First, please pray. Prayer is very important to me. Um, that's what helped me get through. But please pray that we find answers. Um, pray Patricia get peace. She can finally rest if she is gone. Um, I would like them to check out the missing 40, um, page and also her page and see her, her picture. Um, and if anybody knows something, please just come forward. You know, there's plenty of ways to do it anonymous. We love her, we miss her, and we need your help. We we have exhausted every possibility, and uh, it's very important that the public help in any way, whether it's prayer, Sarah, and her picture. But I encourage everyone to take a look into the Missin Texas 40 so they can understand for themselves.
0: If you know anything about Patricia's disappearance, please get in touch with the Liberty Police Department at 936-336-5666 and reference case number 022-463. Again, I also urge you to check out the Facebook pages, Help Find Missing Person Patricia Marie Small, and The Missing Texas 40. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show appreciation, you can buy me a coffee at the link in the description. If you want to support the podcast on a monthly basis, you can head to the Patreon. For $5 a month, you get ad and sponsor free episodes, exclusive content, and early access to all new episodes of the podcast. If you don't want to spend any money, you can support the podcast by leaving a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Also, you can give the Missing and Unexplained podcast a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The links are in the description. For those of you who have donated, left a review, or followed me on social media in the last little while, thank you. Your help is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening to the Missing and Unexplained podcast.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands,